Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome to the last baseball show of the regular season. I am your host, Rob Fox. I'm joined, as always, by Dan Holloway. And uh, let's get right the fuck into it. The Braves clinched. Yeah, they clinched uh, like butt cheeks with diarrhea. Right. Will Smith had a pretty clean inning. I was pretty I was I was surprised that I didn't uh, actually give get like stress diarrhea from last night. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, he looked all right. Uh Luke Jackson has put together a good season. Uh I'm just waiting for him. He's my pick to click for the playoffs. And when I say click, I mean he's gonna make me want to clack off a fucking suicide vest. Because I'm one hundred percent sure he's gonna fuck this up for us. I don't know why it's him and on, on my mind right now. It's because he had success this year. This, and last night, too. Like, both those dudes looked really fucking sharp. And usually yeah. you're more likely to find a condom on the subway cleaner than their innings. He and A.J. Minter both looked good last night. And so did Will. Will Smith is, like, 80% of the time he's good. But Luke Jackson threw 70 games this year. And... uh 70 strikeouts, whip of 118, which isn't great. It's decent, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be good for a starter. It's decent for a reliever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he only blew four saves in his 70 appearances. 31 holds, that's a good... That's a good season for him, so it'll... Uh, and that's after... His ERA this year was two. Last year was 6.84, 3.84, 4.43, 4.62, 4. you know... Those are his full seasons in Major League Baseball. He sucked his entire career. So maybe he's figured it out at the uh, ripe age of 30. His prayers finally started working. Maybe. Is he, he, talks, a, he talks to God right before every... Uh, oh, he's one of those Jesus people, like he, Dabo? Yeah, every time he steps onto the mound, says a little prayer. I'm impressed that he still had faith in God after the way he pitched. Yeah. After saying a prayer every time, yeah. I was like, this man believes. Yeah. And I respect him for yeah. it. A.J. Minter uh, looks like he should be working in a fucking coal mine somewhere. Uh, he he's he's terrible, just terrible. <laughs> I hate that guy so much. Um, and Will Smith is not bad. He had thirty seven saves this year. Yeah, but he was again like those innings, especially lately, never clean. No, never clean. No, you can't you can't do that shit in the playoffs. Every every out and every run is a premium. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it's kind of cliche, but it's true. Uh, a walk is a rally. Mm-hmm. It's fucking like one walk, and you're like, oh my god, this inning is gonna be awful. Uh, but we'll get into that. We we'll get into the Braves specifically in a little bit. Uh, I just wanted to start out. Ale wildcard race is getting pretty wild. What are you? What are you rooting for? What are you looking for? I'm Team Mariners. I, I want them to make it. They have the longest playoff drought in the MLB. Yeah, it was uh, 2001. The last time they made it, I think 20 years. They won 20, uh, 116 games and lost in the first round of the fucking playoffs. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, um, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I like the Mariners. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It, I guess it depends on what you mean by who I'm rooting for. I would like the. What do you want to see? I mean, a lot like if it's on the AL side in particular. It's, I want it to be as hard for them as possible. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, the Mariners have a pretty good team. Uh, I, I don't know if they're. You would think, I guess, the Yankees and and Blue Jays would probably be the two. If you just want the AL to be a a fucking gauntlet. Yeah. Those would probably be the two. I mean, both have Cy Young contenders and both have ridiculous lineups. Yeah, I don't know about the Red Sox so much. I mean, look, they've made it this far. They're going to win 90 games probably. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, although, of late, 
not so so much, right? I mean, they let's see what's their. Uh, hang on a sec. Let me look at the fucking their second half stats here. I mean, they had a more competent version of kind of like the Mets season, where mm-hmm. they were in first place for most of the year, just kind of cruising while the rest of the division piddled around. Except the AL East piddled around at a higher level than the NL East did, right? Um, <laughs> and then the Rays came on, and the Yankees came on, and the Red Sox kind of, and the Jays and the Red Sox kind of fell back into the pack. They're they're if if the season ended today, they'd be in, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the Red Sox have had some good luck. Uh, twenty six and eighteen in one run games. That's one of the better records in the league. In that scenario, same thing with the Mariners, thirty three and eighteen in one run games. Well, the Mariners don't even have a positive run differential. No, they don't. But they're thirty three and eighteen in one run games, which means they've been very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, also means they had a good bullpen, but they shipped their best reliever out at the fucking deadline, right? So, uh, yeah, Kendall Graveman. They did acquire Diego Castilla from the Rays to kind of replace him, but the Mariners were fucked. Like, the players were fucked. Yeah, they were very upset about that. Um, Yeah, it's been been a a season for the Mariners, up and down. Same thing with with, um, the Red Sox, but the Red Sox seem to be coming back a little bit. I mean, I thought they had completely gone away. Me too. I, with, I thought they were totally faded. Yeah, with the, uh, along with the Padres, uh, the difference is the Padres have now lost six in a row, um, and uh, the Red Sox are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. That's better than, uh, better than you would expect. The <clears throat> Yankees and Mariners are 8-2 and two and 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, respectively. Yeah. That's at their plan. I mean, they're they're playing to win. Like they're playing to get the fuck in the in the playoffs. Nobody's yeah. coasting in. It is it is incredible though how bad a couple of the teams on the cusp closed it out. The Phillies and the Padres, and um, yeah, the Phillies have the worst bullpen in all of baseball by a wide margin. Yeah, I mean it's bad. They, not just the amount of blown saves and shit like that, but their team are are their their reliever ERA and whip is by far the worst in the league and uh, a, a minus run differential for the season. They're pretty good at home. They are terrible on the road, like really fucking bad. Uh, and I don't know. <clears throat> the thing that scares me about the uh, national league is the Cardinals are nine and one in their last 10. The giants and Dodgers who would, ex- he would expect to just be dicking around at this point are both eight and two. Right. Dude, fuck eight and two. This is a stat I read the other day, so I can add a game to it now because I read it yesterday before the games. This is fucking bananas. Since they acquired Scherzer and uh, Trey Turner, the Dodgers are forty four and thirteen, and they've gained one game on the Giants. Well, the Giants have won one hundred and five games this year, so yeah. So those two teams are <clears throat> fucking insane. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of a playoff preview next week, but I do kind of think. I, and as far as the NL goes, obviously, the, I'm not saying the Braves have like a cakewalk or anything because they fucking don't. They could lose to any one of these teams. Yeah. But there's the only team that I'm like, fuck, fuck playing them is the Dodgers. Yeah, I think the Dodgers uh, Cardinals is probably going to be one of the better wild card series we've ever seen. Yeah. Or series. Uh, one game Games. playoff. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, Wainwright is is. For sure, starting that game, Mike Schultz announced that. Yeah, Scherzer's going to be pitching as well, right? You have to think. There's so. no way. I mean, you could throw Bueller out there. He's look, Bueller is great too. Urias is great. They, they, all three of those guys could go in this game, but I would. You got to. You can't lose with anybody other than Scherzer. You would kind of think so. Like you got to trot out one of your 
one of your fucking guys. The only thing I'll say about Scherzer, which is a little uh, interesting, I don't know how, how you want to put it. Um, Scherzer is a St. Louis native, mm-hmm. and he is 2-6 and six with a 3-3-1 ERA in his career against the Cardinals. I don't know if if he's if he feels weird facing them if it, or like I, what his like if there's just like a extra little thing like he's getting texts from his friends and it fucks with them a little bit or something yeah. like that <clears throat> that would be the only thing that would maybe keep put have me put Bueller in instead um I don't think I would go with Urias at all I think it would be it have to be between Bueller and Scherzer No Urias is a guy that kind of surprises you He comes out of nowhere and wins games which is good you need that um <clears throat> I don't know. Scherzer's a he's he's a Hall of Famer, uh, and he's actually had some pretty bad luck in the playoffs. Um, his WHIP career in the playoffs is one point one two, but his ERA is three point eight. I mean, yeah. that, those two things are incongruent. That means his defense has let him down, or he's given up. Maybe he's given up more home runs than he should, or something like that, which he is wont to do sometimes. But uh, overall, he, he's he's only seven and five. You know. Yeah, uh, in in uh, eighteen starts, he played on some very uh, unlucky Giants teams, or not Giants teams, uh, uh, Tigers, Tigers teams. Yeah. yeah, who lost to the Giants? Um, who the Tigers teams who were like fucking stacked? I mean, remember that was prime Miggy. Yeah, they had Verlander, Scherz. I think that uh, if Robbie Ray wins the AL Cy Young this year, Robbie Ray will be even though he wasn't really in the rotation, that will be the fifth person on that Dodger or on that Tigers team to win a Cy Young. Yeah, who's From, what's that other right-hander's name? Porcello. Yeah, Rick Porcello, yeah. Yeah. It was Scherzer, Verlander, Porcello, Robbie Ray, and I think there's one other guy. Maybe Robbie Ray would be the fourth. Uh, but either way, those teams were loaded and just never did anything and kind of had shitty luck and, you know, lost the World Series to the Giants, which you a lot of people have done recently. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, playoffs are, are tougher, I guess. He's not exactly Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs, but... No, he's been good. He's been good and had bad luck. I mean, he hasn't been dominant, but not everyone is. No, and honestly, even the, he, it, it, kind of funny, like, even the Nationals had horrible luck until they won. Yeah, they, they were kind of like the Braves in the playoffs there for a while. They couldn't get out of the first <laughs> round until they got rid of Bryce Harper, which, you know, is a good thing to do. Yeah, that's uh, why I, the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, our picks for MVP, Cy Young Manager, et cetera. I don't think Bryce Harper should even be in the conversation. After the series against the Braves, mm-hmm. I mean, he went 0 for 11 with five strikeouts in the biggest series in his Phillies career. Yep. I'm not really sure you can give it to him. This is a real... Go ahead, Delco. I know you got something to say. I mean, he's just saving himself for the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For top golf and shit. <laughs> uh, he's trying to set that record on the top golf course. Well, he's on a couple Mormon softball teams this, mm. uh, this winter out in Utah. I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> if I had to pick a, an MVP right now, this is—I uh, guess this is probably a homer pick, but it's—I would pick Austin Riley. He—he he led that team to clinch down the stretch when I didn't think they would. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's hit three sixty with four home runs and sixteen RBIs. I mean, that's a thirty-two monthly RBI pace, which would net you about one hundred and eighty on the season. He—he uh, he fucking when it mattered. The dude turned it on, and it wasn't just then either. He's 303, 33 home runs, 105 for the season with a 900 OPS. I think he deserves the MVP this year, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to be a little more boring, and I'm just going to go with 
for the National League, I, I know he didn't. He only played 127 games, but Tatis Jr., I think. 42 home runs, 25 stolen he, bases. He evaporated when they needed him the most, that just like team, Bryce Harper that did. team evaporated. Then he's the leader of the team, so he's got to bear some responsibility for that. This is about the most valuable player to your team. How was Bryce Harper or, or uh, Tatis Jr. more valuable to their team? They let their team down when it mattered the most. That is not valuable. I don't give a fuck what they did for 80% of the season. I want to know what they did in the 20% that mattered. And they fucking shrink away. And that's what Bryce Harper always does. And maybe it's what Tatis Jr. will always do, too, because he can't even stay on the field for a whole season. So I don't think either one of those guys, if anybody in the National League, Trey Turner maybe, but that's all stat-based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Turner unf- like suffers from the fact that he got traded mid He did split teams, but you made the point. Turner and Scherzer go over to the Dodgers. And they go fucking 44 and 13. Yeah, which fucking is crazy, dude. I mean, that's you, you've got to give him some something for that. Uh, he is going to win the batting title, most likely. Yeah, no, he, he will. Uh, like he's, he can't get enough at bats to lose the okay. points he needs, I don't think, at this point. There's only three games left, right? Yes. And he may not even play in some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's probably going to have to play in all of them if the, unless they lose. If they lose and the Giants win today, I think the Dodgers are cooked for the division yeah they're not gonna the dodgers are the giants are not gonna fucking get swept the last no no series that's the only way they can fucking even tie for first place if the, if the giants get swept so don't worry about that right they're down two games right now yeah honestly dude it really might be trey turner to be honest i mean fucking his ops is a little low it doesn't but even, he's a leadoff hitter too, so his slugging doesn't really matter. Well, his slugging is the one that's not the problem. Oh, is he fucking bad at getting on base? He's, I mean, <laughs> he's he's not bad at it. It's three seventy two, but mm, so he, but he, he doesn't crack nine hundred essentially. Yeah, you kind of want him to be at least above nine hundred. Uh, but I mean, thirty two stolen bases, twenty five homers, and he missed twenty ish games, a little less than twenty games. Probably so he probably was hurt for like I think ten or twelve games, and then just sat, sat a couple days. Um, but yeah, I mean, he fucking hit 325. Yeah, so he's going to win the batting title. Uh, you know who didn't miss a bunch of games and who's going to end up playing all 161 of his team's games is Riley. Austin Riley, a guy who played gold glove caliber defense, was there the whole time and he fucking turned it on at the end of the season when they needed him to win the fucking division. Look, I don't see how you don't vote for him, to be honest. It's because he's 23 and he's on the Braves. Right. I mean, he's going to get votes. Uh, but yeah, it'll be down ballot votes. He did not even finish above Freeman in terms of wins above replacement, which is odd, but also... He didn't, but he's in the top 10 in all three fucking Triple Crown categories. And to be fair, in terms of wins above replacement, it's kind of bullshit just because Riley doesn't get the credit he deserves for the defense like you talked about. Like, his defense is genuinely elite, and and I... He is is exceptional over there, for sure. I mean, yeah, the the things he fucking fields Mm -hmm. is just rocket after rocket, and then, like, calmly gets up just throws the ball over yeah it's 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 real good he's not uh i would still put uh nolan arenado above him in terms of like best defensive third baseman but uh yeah man riley's defense is real fucking good his uh wrc plus is 136 okay i think that i think trey turner's is about the same uh um, it's a little it's 138 so you take that off the table bryce harper's leading the league it's 167 yeah just not when it fucking matters. <laughs> uh, and Soto and Tatis are up there at the top in WRC Plus as well, but I don't give a fuck if you made all of your shit. If you're a basketball player and you, you shot 
300 for 300 on threes to start the season, but the last 10 games of the year, you just fucking lost it. Right. And your team lost getting into the playoffs because of it. What do we mean when we say valuable? Without Austin Riley, the Braves do not make the playoffs. These other teams didn't even make it. You could say maybe the Dodgers don't if they don't have Trey Turner. I think that's a fair argument. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they did turn it on at the end of the season. I don't know if I, if I would expect. I mean, the, the Padres dumped out all over their own chest. Oh, that's bad. So I don't know if you can even say that was a race at I, that point. The I, real race is between the Dodgers and the Giants. And they didn't, for the division. They didn't win that. So. Yeah, they're probably. I mean, I think, if, yeah, I, I think Turner has a better argument if uh, the Dodgers had won the NL West, which they probably won't. They probably won't. I don't think they, I mean, to they be can, honest. but they probably won't. Is it worth it to even pursue that, to run out Scherzer, uh, Bueller, and Urias the last three games of the season and then still maybe have to play a one-game playoff? Right. Is it worth it to even try that? I think it's not. I think you fucking set your bullpen up or set your rotation up to go uh, whomever you're going to go with game one, and then you got game two, game, uh, games one and two of the fucking divisional series. That's what I would do. It's just not worth the risk. If you lose that game... Or if you if you go out there and you throw your three best starters right now, and you don't catch them, because you can't control it, you're not playing the Giants, right? Right? They can fucking win their three games and you're fucked, right? So that's not a bet I would make. I wouldn't that you got to hedge that. It's iffy. The way it shakes out right now, it kind of accidentally worked out that way because Scherzer pitched two days ago. Yeah. So he would be lined up for the last game of the season. So then I guess it is the type of thing where it's like, do we walk him out? But the other thing, too, is do you even need to use Scherzer to beat? Uh, are they playing the D-backs? Who are they playing? Um, I think so, yeah. It's, it is oh, it's the Brewers, yeah. And but, the Bre- but the Brewers are packed up. Brewers are locked. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're done. The Bre- so the Brewers will not be giving you uh, an A-plus effort at all. No. <clears throat> and the Giants are playing the Padres. Right. And maybe the Padres feel like spoilers right now, but it seems like they're too busy arguing with each other to win any fucking baseball games. Um, even after this whole uh, Tatis and Machado tried to come out after their little squabble and say, oh, it's going to fucking move because cause we care, man, or whatever. Like, maybe it is. Yeah, they're right, but it didn't turn them on. They're one and nine in the last 10 games. They've lost six in a row. Yeah, I would have started caring earlier. Yeah. I feel. They gotta, they're probably going to finish the season with a losing record after all that. Right. So Tatis Jr., if you, you're not going to win an MVP in, with a losing record and only playing 127 games, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You, you shouldn't, at least. I don't give a fuck what your WRC Plus is. That's fair. Uh, Cy Young for the National League, it's essentially Zach Wheeler or a Dodger. Yeah. Um, again, it, it's a lot more common for... Uh, P, it's... Pitchers have won Cy Youngs on losing teams, like losing with losing records all the time. Cy Young is a set, is Steve for- Carlton actually won an MVP and a fucking Cy Young on a team <laughs> that was like that only won seventy something games, right. right? And he he won thirty three of them or some shit. What was that year? So he accounted for like forty percent of yeah. their wins essentially. Hold on, let me look that season up because this season is fucking. He butt fucked the entire. Was league. he the last thirty game winner? No, I think it's someone I never heard of the last thirty game winner. But yeah, he. I know it was 27 games. Okay, so well, he, regardless. It was 1972. He was 27 and 10 with a 197 ERA through 346 fucking innings and struck out 310 people. I, I'd give him a... Cy Young. I'd give him an MVP for that as He well. didn't win the MVP. He just won the Cy Young. Oh, yeah, well, he definitely deserves Cy Young. That was what, the first of his four, so... But no, the Cy Young is pretty much purely a statistical category. It just kind of depends. Different years, people care about different statistics. Yeah, 
That's right. Uh, and it's, this year is a, a pretty interesting year. Uh, I don't think they pay, I don't think it's ever about wins unless you have a ridiculous amount. If you have like 24 wins and it's like, all right, cool. Or if it's a good ratio. So Urias yeah, is true, not yeah. out of it because he's 19 and three. 19 and three, yeah. Yeah. But so, you got to look at like run support and all right. that shit. Although he, there's no luck found in his stat sheet. His whip is 1.04 for a starter. Right. There's no luck involved in his success. Uh, it, it, in fact, you might say it's some bad luck. He only gave up 19 home runs all season in 180 innings, and he still had a three ERA with a 1.04 whip, right? Which means he had some, some base hits dribbled through the right. infield and shit. Um, didn't walk a lot of guys either. He only walked 36 people. And 180 games. <laughs> it's it's hard to argue against those numbers. But well, and and the winning percentage is going to. I don't necessarily think he should be it, but the winning percentage is going to get him a lot of old guy votes. Yeah, right. Like <clears throat> 19 and three looks really fucking good. It does. But the so he started 31 games so far, 12 quality starts, which means he got a lot of run support. Right. He, he won some games he shouldn't have. So that's the only luck you see in that. Conversely, Walker Bueller pitched. He started 32 games this year. 27 quality starts. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything like that before. A quality start is six innings, right? Yeah, three With runs or three less. Three runs or less. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen... I, I have to look historically. He's a starter. His, uh, uh, his wins above replacement, 6.5. Right? Yeah. But his whip is .97. Uh, only gave up 146 hits. Only 19 home runs again. Didn't walk a lot. Didn't strike out as many as you would think for a guy with that kind of uh, velocity, but 249 in a rate, 15 to 4, which is, again, a good ratio. And if he picks up another win and goes 16 to 4, I think that helps him out a little bit. But Zach, yeah, the lack of losses helps a but lot. Zach Wheeler, 32 games started, 20 quality starts. That's a great ratio. 278 in 14 to 10. I don't know if that's, that's probably not good for him, but he plays for the Phillies who suck. Yeah. His whip is 1.0. Oh, one. So great there. 10.4 strikeouts a game. Wheeler does get another start, I think. I think he'll get a start on the last day of the season. And again, to go back to the old guy vote, because a certain amount of guys are going to vote based, they're not going to take wins out of the equation, right? A lot of the younger yeah. voters will fully take wins out of the equation. They don't really fucking care. But the old guys, they will think about wins, and they, their magic number for wins, there's two of them. Mm. 20 and 15. They can swallow voting for a guy with 15 wins. Yeah. And they love voting for a guy with 20 wins. Well, if he's got, um, if he gets to 15, then I think it's probably going to be Wheeler. His wins above replacement is 7.7 already this year. Right. Ton of strikeouts. He's, way, he's at least one win above anybody else in Major League Baseball. Uh, lots of strikeouts. It's pro- if he wins another game, it's probably him. If he doesn't, it's probably Urias or Bueller. I don't know how you could argue with those guys. Well, I mean, Scherzer leads the league in ERA. Lead to the MLB and ERA, I think. Yeah, and there's a lot of legacy voting that happens in Cy Young. I think that doesn't happen. Cy Young and Gold Glove legacy voting happens a lot. You don't see dudes get back-to-back MVPs a lot, but you've seen dudes get runs of like four consecutive Cy Youngs a number of times. Yeah, Maddox did it. Clemens did it. Uh, Randy Johnson did yep. it. It's happened yep. a number of times. So, and I think there might be a put. Well, two things too. Scherzer's numbers since he came over to the Dodgers. So you might get a little bit of an MVP type situation here. His ERA is under one. I mean, he's striking out more than like a guy or two per inning, something fucking crazy like that. He's, he went just insane as soon as he got to the Dodgers. Yeah, he started 11 games. He's 7-0 with a 198 ERA with the Dodgers. 
Um, and point, I, and by, point eight two whip. I think his last start actually it did hurt him though. He he gave up five runs to the Padres. They had to mm. come back and win that game. So this shows you how bad the fucking Nationals sucked because he pitched nineteen. He started nineteen games with the Nationals. Stats are basically identical. Still a point eight nine whip, uh, and it was eight and four. I mean, God, they suck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, eleven point one strikeouts per walks with these guys. Eighty nine Ks and sixty eight innings. He fucking lit it up. I mean, honestly, if the Dodgers had won the division, and maybe they still will, maybe who knows? If they end up winning this division, I think you got to consider him for MVP as well. Uh, Scherzer? Yeah, because he will have contributed eight wins to that. Eight wins out of the, what, 60 games he was present for? <laughs> yeah. So, just on his own, more or less, because if, if your whip is .82 and you're striking out 11 per walk, that's, that's a big deal. And it I, takes a lot of pressure off Urias and fucking Bueller as well. So he is, I mean, and he is, by the way, like the leader. Okay, so actually Corbin Burns topped him in, in ERA because of that last start with... Uh, against the Padres, and mm. I don't think Scherzer's going to go again unless they maybe have a chance to win the division on the final day. Uh, so Scherzer's second in the MLB. In... Burns missed like five starts. Bur- Burns won't get He's it. not winning no, shit. No, no, but Scherzer... He's only throwing like 165 innings this season. It's a feather in Scherzer's cap in terms of getting votes to be leading a league in, in ERA, which yeah. he isn't anymore, but he is It's still... called black ink votes. Yeah. Black ink is in your league leader and something because it make it bold yeah uh I, I don't know he's still leading in whip i i think there's a good chance scherzer will win because he's won it before and i think there yeah with the legacy like you're talking about there might be a certain amount of people that are like yeah let's get him four yeah like I, I and mean, it's not like he doesn't fucking deserve it either he's had right. a great see this is a this is a toss-up based on which stats you value much we're not talking about the mvp we're talking about who is the best pitcher in the league this year well how do you define the best pitcher that's the argument you're having. And you can, I, I, Zach Wheeler, great choice. Uh, even Woodruff would be an okay choice, but he's got a losing record and they're never going to let that no, happen. No, no. So you, the numbers you'd have to put up for that. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler, uh, Bueller, and Scherzer, all really good fucking choices. Even Urias. Yeah. Although with a three ERA against those other guys that are all sub two or all sub three, that might fuck him up, but hey, 19 and three. Th- you know 30 I mean? years ago, Urias might be the front runner. Yeah. For the Cy Young. Any other year than this, he, he would probably be the front runner, to be <laughs> right. honest. Um, co- manager of the year in, in the National League. Man, you got to give it to fucking, uh, not even just manager, the organization of the year is the San Francisco Giants. You would think so, right? I, I, you look down that roster, and it doesn't make any fucking sense no. that they've won 105 games. No. So it's... I mean, how many times can you remember in your lifetime a team... I've, this is the most they've overperformed what they should be doing over 162 games that I've ever seen a fucking team do, ever. I mean, you could say that every year about the the Rays, but I think maybe we've just gotten so used to them being able to win like that yeah. that maybe we take it for granted now, but Kapler is doing it in a major market where there's a lot more pressure to win in San Francisco than there is in Tampa, in my opinion. Um, and he's had... As a manager, he's pretty fucking good. I mean, he, he's, he's the most athletic Jewish man of all time. Yes. Right? It's too bad he wasn't around to pair up with Jesse Owens for that fucking Hitler Olympics. Because <laughs> that would have really fucked him up, man. Uh, Bill Bird has a great bit on that, by the way. 
He's yeah. like, we are going to create a superior race. He goes, I think you already did. <laughs> so, <laughs> it kind of accidentally did over here. <laughs> um, yeah, his, uh, his managerial career. I don't know. Look, nobody wants to be the manager of the fucking Phillies. But Doesn't even after well. spending two years there, he's still 294 and 248 for his career. Yeah. To start off in your first three year, or four years, that's pretty fucking good. Doesn't doesn't hurt to be on the Giants. No, and there uh, <laughs> I I'm not even going to try to butcher his name, but the Giants, uh, the guy who runs their front office, it's like Fayid or something like that. Mm. Um, he's fucking great, and he came from the Rays and like all the Moneyball situation. Like it's they have good dudes running it, and he he deserves Executive of the Year, I would say. Although I think Alex Anthopoulos has a good argument just for the moves he made. At, at the, I think uh, Anthopoulos is probably Executive of the Year for the moves. Yeah, in the middle the, of the season. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, look, it's, it's so much more difficult to make those decisions on the fly like that. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it's one thing to have the entire three-month offseason uh, and then the months prior to that to plan, make moves. This is what our team wants to look like. Here's how much money we have and blah, blah, blah. To do shit within a two-week period after your fucking team falls apart and then have them win their division is a big deal. Yeah. The only other one I think has an argument for manager of the year is actually Craig Council. He's a, he could any year for him. Yeah. Because the Brewers are the same. They've, they've won their division again. Uh, granted, they've, got, they've had really good pitching performances, but look at the starting, look at this, the, the records for the starting pitchers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the lineup. Like, Yelich was garbage this year. Yeah, he's been terrible. Lorenzo Kane fell off a cliff. Like, name one good, I can't even fucking name a good Brewers hitter right now. Well, the guy that led their team in batting average was uh, Acevedo, Avasale, rather, Garcia. He had 265. And he had 29 home runs and 85 RBI. Now, that's a decent season. That, that's probably a peak season for a middle-of-the-road guy that you won't hear too much about, like a Hunter Pence or uh, uh, Jason, whatever the fuck his name was, that tall dude, Jason Bay. That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a middle-career season for one of those guys, but it's not like great or anything. You didn't get a, a huge performance. Yeah. The kid, he only had 120 hits on the year. That that those numbers are the type of thing you would see on a great team's like number six hitter. He led. He led the the team in hits, or has led them. He's only got 120 hits. How the fuck did they win this division? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. You would think again over 162 games, it makes no sense that they that they won 90 plus. Damn. Like I get Woodruff and Burns are great. And they have a great bullpen, even though <laughs> one of them's yeah. gone now, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But they almost, I mean, <clears throat> they'll probably win one more of these last games, so they're going to end up with 96 wins on the year with a plus 130 run differential. I mean, that's fucked up. I don't know how they've done it. So Craig Council, sure, manager of the year over there, but 96 isn't uh, 105. Yeah. Any other year, Craig Council's probably the easy choice. And Gabe, people have thought Gabe Kapler was a great manager. Even when he was, he had both seasons with the Phillies, he was basically at 500, a little below in this first season. He was 80 and 82 and then 81 and 81. He's uh, 134 and 85 with the Giants. Yeah. I think, it, what was he most famous for in Philly, Dan? Wasn't something with jacking off? Taking steroids. <laughs> he had some like weird masturbation take that I. I'll look it up, but yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a rough night outdoor situation, thankfully. But uh, in the AL, MVP, it's down to two guys, Otani or Vlad. You've been kind of back and forth this year on that. Do you have any final kind of thoughts on who you think it should be? Um, 
uh, I will reserve my judgment until I see how Vlad performs over the next three games that they need to win all of. That's but fair. If if he goes wild these last three games and they get into the playoffs and he deserves it over, I don't give a fuck what Otani did. Otani did it for some fucking pissant team that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Gabe Kapler would jerk off with coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. That's not weird. That just makes your dick smell nice. Yeah, he said replace your body lotion, your chapstick, teeth whitening, mouthwash, face cream, and KY jelly with organic coconut mm. oil. He works for Big Coconut. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a shill for Big Coconut. Qui bono. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> Follow the coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Has a significant stake in MCT oil. Yeah. Yeah, just don't do what, uh, uh, what Homeboy did. From Fighter and the Kid, what's the, what the fuck's his name? Brendan Shaw. Brendan Shaw. He was filming a commercial. It was actually a couple of weeks before he came out and filmed something with Black Rifle. He was filming a commercial for an MCT oil and uh, uh, chugged a bit of it, like took a big gulp. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh. Never like, do that. Yeah, because just diarrhea for two weeks. <laughs> if you want a good cleanse, a lot of MCT oil. Yeah, you don't want to do that. A little dabble do you <clears throat> in your coffee. You don't need too much. Um, so, yeah, Otani is th- what he's done is historic this year. How do you, if you don't give him the MVP, how do you honor that? Because <laughs> he's not going to win the Cy Young, right? He, I mean, I don't know wh- what position he would get a silver slugger at even. Um, DH, but he would have to get it against Vlad and it'd be weird if Vlad won the MVP <laughs> right. and not the silver slugger. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Look, he's probably the MVP. Let's be real. His last start, seven innings, fucking one run, 10 Ks. I mean, his line is, you know, you know what the, the, the uh, offense is, but like nine and two for the year, 318 ERA, 109 whip. Second half, uh, 284 ERA, 0.96 <clears throat> whip. His Here, fuck, fucking walks dropped from 4.7 to 1.28. Yeah. yeah, he's had a great year. My, here's my question. What would happen if he just did one or the other? You mean like would the numbers increase? Would he have hit 55 home runs and had 130 RBI and hit 280 instead? Yeah. Because that's an MVP season. But his – yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. It, I, I really do feel like – and I feel like if um, Vlad lights it up the next three games and they end up getting into the playoffs, he should win. But that's not going to happen. Otani's going to win the MVP. There's no way they're not going to fucking give him the MVP. It just seems so fucking unlikely. Yeah. Uh, Cy Young, is there anyone other than Garrett Cole even? It's not a good race. There's a lot of shitty races in, for the awards this year. Yeah, there are. I wish I could look it up, but our internet is fucked up again. I had to switch over to, yeah, the other, the other one. Was God good fucking damn it. Google sucks. So fucking bad. The worst. God damn, they are fucking pathetic. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to look it up on my phone because... Apparently, Apple's better than Google. Uh, yeah, that's like, I mean, Garrett Cole's the only one who's put up even remotely, like, interesting numbers for Cy Young. It's, it's really, like, it's been a weak-ass year, especially after they cracked down on uh, yeah. the stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, like, you got Nathan Ivaldi, who's 11-9 and nine with a 3.75 ERA. He's third in wins above replacement. Uh, I mean, it's, and then after that, there's nobody. Dylan Cease. I mean, fuck. Frankie Montas. Robbie Ray. That's the only other one. Robbie Ray, 284 ERA. Yeah, but he's only got 13 wins. You really don't see a guy 
with 13 wins winning Cy Young Awards. I, it's probably going to be Garrett Cole. He's, um, he's a big name, too. So it's not like I, – I feel like the um, – uh, I feel like the voters will – I think they feel some kind of pressure not to give one of their major awards to some fucking goober. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can you believe so-and-so won? If Garrett Cole wins the Cy Young this year, it's not a, that's not news. It's not controversial. He should have won the goddamn Cy Young, especially with the seasons everybody else had. Right. He should he's have been only, way ahead of them. He's the only pitcher on that staff. Yeah. So I, I think um, probably Garrett Cole for yeah. that. Uh, and then manager of the year, I find this one, this might be the best race. I don't know who to pick, but it's two guys. It's either Tony La Russa with the White Sox, whose lineup. They're like, not going to give it to La Russa because of controversy. Yeah. Right. They don't, they, they voted the voters for everything in Major League Baseball always shy away from controversy, at least post steroid era. Yeah. Back then they didn't give a shit, but now there's no fucking way that's so, not going to happen. So uh, who do you think deserves it? Because it's either him or Kevin Cash. The Rays manager again, right? Kevin Cash and their whole front office could win every award every year because right. of what they do. But it's interesting though, so like both teams, but the White Sox, even more so, obliterated by injuries all yeah. year long. The White Sox only have only trotted out their optimal lineup for about a month. Yeah, they started out the season without their best hitter, probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say if it were me, I would give it to Larusa. There's no question. I kind of think that Larusa is the choice. Like, I really, I really do. The way they didn't have, I mean, they didn't have the lineup they needed. Urban Mercedes died basically. Like, mm. I don't know what's going on with him. Eloy Jimenez wasn't there for most of the year. Um, I, uh, I mean, it's just fucking nuts. Like, I don't, I don't know how that. I, I know their division sucks, right? Like the. Indians aren't good, yeah. and then everyone else is just absolute garbage. But, like, it's, it's, I, the tw- I guess the Twins should have been good. I don't know what the fuck happened to that team. Um, whereas, the, the, I guess the best argument for the Rays is they dealt with some injuries, too, and played in a way better division. Yeah. And won more games, <clears throat> I think. But they uh, do it every year, too. So is there something to that? Is it, do you have to, at some point, uh, ask, are they just doing something different than everybody else, and they're good at doing that one thing, and yeah, it produces wins, but does that mean they did something extraordinary? Right. I don't know if that's the case or not. Otherwise, Billy Bean would have won the fucking uh, GM of the year every right. fucking year he was a GM. You know what I mean? Well, it's almost like... And it didn't happen that way, by the way. It's not that different from arguing, like, well, that pitcher got a lot of run support, right? Right. If Kevin Cash has a way better front office, and he's, he, if he's getting sort of the executive version of run support... Yeah. Uh, do you do you weigh that? I think you have to. I think you have to because there's no doubt. Like the White Sox don't have a bad front office, but like there's no doubt that the Rays are the they have the best front office in baseball. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the the White Sox. You could also say their front office put this team together in the first place. You know what I mean? That has right. fucking Eloy Jimenez and, and Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and so on and so forth. Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell. That was a big pickup. Yep. Uh, Yon Mankata. I mean, it's yeah. a stack team. It's yeah, a it's, fucking stack team. They'll, they'll be fun to watch in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's, for, for what it's worth, though, they didn't get La Russa to win the, in the regular season. No, they got him for the playoff. He's one of the best playoff managers ever. I mean, yeah. Him and Torrey that's why the he's, two best. That's why he's there. Like He's yeah. there to get them over the hump in October. They're not fucking worried about uh, whether or not he wins manager of the year. No. Um, you know, uh, 
Otani is leading the majors in wins above replacement at nine yeah. right now. He's not going to get to 10 unless he gets a full win above replacement in one game or three games of batting, which seems unlikely. He's just hit six home runs in your last three games. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's at nine wins above replacement combined. I, I think that's a good argument to make for him winning MVP no matter what happens. Because if you had a nine or 10, as a pitcher or a hitter, you would win the MVP probably, right? Yeah, certainly as a hitter. The only times that Trout didn't was when Cabrera had a triple crown. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah, it was a was it 2015? I think it was like or 2012 13. or 13, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Guess we'll see. But that's uh I think those are I think that's a good pick. LaRusso. That's who I would pick. I that's I think so too. That's that's I'm lean towards him. Kevin Cash isn't a bad choice, by the way. There's no like, no. it's not like you know. He no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him either. He the thing Kevin Cash did. So they both had issues. Kevin Cash is managing a lot of young guys. One of which came up halfway through the fucking season. He's also doing more with less, technically, uh, but. You know, they did get Nelson Cruz, yeah, which is a big pickup. Great pickup. Uh, and I mean, he didn't have Glass now for most of the year. Yeah, I mean, they had big losses too. Yeah, uh, I would say Larusa had the better pitching staff throughout the year, more consistently present. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, their best pitcher was there most of the year. Yeah, although the back end of their rotation flipped around as much as anybody's in baseball. Yeah, for sure. And they also suck. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one downside for the White Sox. If if they, I think they're pretty much set up for any divisional series. But a fucking once it gets to the LCS and World Series, that's where it's going to be a problem for them. Yeah, they they are not the type of team that can just shrug at a split. Yeah, no, they they need to win. Uh, they need to win all their home games and steal games on the road to win for sure. Yeah. Like, they, if they go one-on-one in the first two games, that's a f- big fucking problem. Yeah. It's not, like, with a lot of teams, it's like, all right, that's fine. We took a punch, gave a punch, mm. let's keep going. Uh, next up, speaking of uh, things that aren't fucking optimal, um, the Brewers, best setup man and uh, the rookie of the year from last year, maybe rookie of the year, can't, I can't remember, uh, broke his hand while celebrating their divisional win in the NL Central. Devin Williams of the Brewers, their electric setup man, their eighth-inning guy behind Josh Hader, who is maybe the best closer in baseball right you know, uh, Yeah, he punched a wall while he was out celebrating. Wasn't even in the stadium. Was like out at a bar, strip club, or who knows what. Um, apparently the story is he was <clears throat> celebrating, was shit-faced, got angry about something completely unrelated, and punched a wall. The Brewers are 70-4 and four when leading after seven innings, right? So they're 70-4 and four when they get to turn the ball over to Williams and Hader. And they just lost Williams. Yeah. Not good. No. Not good. Uh, Josh Hader hasn't pitched more than one inning this year. Uh, and the two guys in line to replace Williams both have ERAs a half point and full point higher than, than Williams does. They're not bad. Williams had his ERA in the two, so these aren't, the guys aren't incompetent or anything. But uh, how would you feel about that? Council is a good bullpen manager. He is, yeah. I mean... <clears throat> He's a good he's a good manager, uh, generally speaking. But the uh, that Boxberg dude's pretty good. Um, Hater is obviously very good. Uh, Devin Williams, good, uh, good enough, I suppose. Those are regular season games, though. You know what I mean, right? Uh, 
And Brent Sutter is a really good long reliever. He's he pitched in fifty nine games this season. He he did start one as a, I think as a, they did a bullpen game, but he was twelve and five as a reliever. You know what I mean? So they they really count on their bullpen. And you could say, yeah, they they have guys that can step up and fill in those roles. How many high leverage innings have they pitched this year? How right. how how uh, used to being in those situations uh, are they? And I think probably not much. Boxberger actually led the league or led his, the team in holds, so I think they'll be fine with him. And he threw seventy games this year, but the rest of the team, I don't know. We'll see. When you move shit around, it's like. The, all these things work really well to a 70 and four record when you lead after seven innings because you have these pieces in place. You remove one of them, it's like a fucking bike chain sometimes. Right. But Good. also, maybe they fucking light it up again. Who knows? I, they are, like we just talked about with the White Sox, I mean, that, there is a little bit of pressure there when those guys come in, if they come in with a lead in the, in the first two games because there's not much behind Woodruff and Burns, mm. right? So they can't blow a fucking lead. No, in one of those first two games. No, and there's a, if they go into a long series, an LCS or the World Series, they're probably going to have to use a bullpen game here and there. So yeah, I mean uh, they they we'll have see. enough starters to like you know they don't need to do like a full bullpen game mm. where some the first guy only throws like an inning or two, but their back end of the rotation in the playoffs, especially in an LCS, like yeah, you're probably only going to see that guy throw for like four innings. Like the the bat the their three and four starters are going to be real quick hooks. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I saw that, and I was like, man, that sucks for that guy. But uh, the Braves are playing him in the first round, and that doesn't make me too unhappy to see one less. Uh, no, the Braves, uh, the Braves, it's kind of flip-flop for them. Their starting pitching should not be an issue at all. Um, no, we'll get into that. that I, that's, I love the depth that they have this year. But uh, let's get some ads real quick first. Yeah. Uh, we got some my bookie going on. You guys talked about this yesterday, but uh, Tom Brady is returning to New England for the biggest NFL game of the year. And the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Uh, whether you're back in the Bucks or Pats this Saturday, the game is always more exciting when uh, you've got money on the line at my bookie. Uh, who did you pick for that game? Um, I got... Uh, hold on, let me look and make sure I'm not telling tales here. Um, I don't think I bet on this game yet, but I will. I'm going to take... Um, a lot of the, I don't know if I'm going to bet on the actual game yet because I don't know what the spread is going to end up as, but I am looking at the props for it. Yeah. Because I think Brady's going to throw four touchdowns. I think he's coming in with a, pre- he's, he's already said it a couple times in the media this week. Like, yeah, I want to fucking kick their ass. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Uh, and you've, all the stuff behind the scenes that we've <clears throat> talked about the last couple of weeks, the great players in every sport, the people that are, goat people like uh kobe jordan even if you want to include lebron in that uh uh uh, tom brady's obviously in that conversation as well they find reasons to play harder in some games that matter to them and some sometimes people like jordan find a reason for every game right uh right but uh brady's gonna fucking light these dudes up right I like the touchdown prop, too, by the way, because it feels like the type of thing where maybe he somehow, you know, because the Patriots scheme for him well, he maybe he only throws for like 250, 280 yards, but yeah. he calls a lot of uh, passes in the red zone. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, but like, especially for that, he's like, all right, fuck the yards, but I can still put up four touchdowns, yeah. and that'll be the lead on SportsCenter. That'll be the lead. And yep. on, that'll be what is trending on Twitter, that I, you know, threw a two-yard touchdown to Gronk twice. 
against the fucking Patriots. Uh, so yeah, man, get in on that action at my bookie. Uh, both teams have great defenses. My bookie likes the under. Uh, that's a smart bet that they're, uh, they can kind of think you the might. The Patriots probably won't score a whole lot of points. I, yeah. I don't know how Mac Jones is going to do against that defense. I don't think Richard Sherman will be on the field yet, but still the, the Bucks defense is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use the promo code Drinking Bros to double your first deposit. By the way, you can also bet on if Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to catch Brian Laundry <laughs> on my bookie. Uh, so again, that promo code is Drinking Bros to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. They're the best mattress in the world. I don't. You guys listen to this show, you fucking know. Uh, we have one in the studio. Uh, they got a 20-year warranty. You can try it out for 101 nights. If you don't like it, you can mail it back like a psycho. Wrap up a mattress and leave it on your porch for the mailman, I guess. Uh, but you won't need to send it back because it's so fucking good. And they have cooling technology. It's still not cool here. No, it's, it's cooling down a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's going to be. It's a, nice, it's a nice autumn autumnal 79 yeah, yeah. today in yeah. Texas. Uh, so yeah, the cooling technology is nice if you, if you live in a hot area. Uh, and right now, Ghostbed is offering bundles still. Uh, Ross likes to say their IT guy fucking died, which is maybe accurate at this point because they're still, they really are like, they haven't changed it. Uh, you can get 40% off a bundle. Start with a mattress and an, an adjustable base, one of their four mattresses and uh, uh, base from there. Um, it's 40% off and you can add in like the cooling pillows and sheets and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's the best bang for your buck. It's I mean, you're getting almost half off on, you know, an already inexpensive mattress. It's already also the best mattress that you will find anywhere. It's as good of a deal as you'll ever get on anything. Or if you don't need like all that stuff, you can still shop a la carte and get 30% off using the promo code drinking bros. So if you just want the pillows or just want a mattress uh, or just want a mattress topper, um, which kind of turns any bed into a ghost bed, you go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, use the promo code drinking bros. Uh, and it's 30% off, but, and the mattress, by the way, the financing is like $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. If, if our credit works, anybody's credit works. If my fucking credit works. Right. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, and then last but not least, we have a product I'm actually literally using in the middle of this show. Same. Fucking Killcliff. Yeah. We are both drinking, is that an igniter or CBD? Uh, ignite. Okay. <clears throat> We're both, both rocking the energy drink right now. Uh, Killcliff is our favorite CBD drink, our favorite energy drink. We just got them back in stock in the studio, um, which we didn't have for a while because we fucking crush them. Yeah. Like, we go through them at an absurd rate. Uh, they are our favorite energy drinks. We love the CBD drinks with or without adding some tequila or vodka to them. And uh, right now, CBD, uh, Killcliff CBD, Killcliff Ignite, all, all your favorite flavors are back. The CBD products, Flame and Joe, that's Joe Rogan's flavor. It's uh, spicy pineapple. They got Mango Tango, Orange Kush, the Goat. Strawberry Days, or you can get a variety pack on their website because they're running a 30% off offer right now. Uh, just go to killcliff.com and use the promo code DRINKINBROS. To, uh, that'll get you uh, 30% off anything, by the way, drinks and apparel. So that's the CBD drinks, uh, the energy drinks, Ignite. Uh, the Ignite also has the Flamin' Joe now. Yeah. And they have, was the uh, Israel Arasanos, is that, is that an Ignite or is that a CBD? Uh, I, th- I think it's only an Ignite right now. I don't know if when, when they're going to come out with the... Uh... CBD version of that. Okay. Yeah. So they got some good flavors from some, uh, some cool people. And I like the energy drink a lot. It's my favorite drink when I'm hungover because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like a 
energy drink that gets you all fucking jittery and shit. Yeah. No sugar, 20 calories per can, natural caffeine, B vitamins, electrolytes, so it hydrates you. It's not, uh, like I said, it's not going to get you jittery, and it's not just like empty energy like coffee. Uh, it really is, like, it's legit. I, I love it. I drink them way too much. Uh, Killcliff, again, is offering 30% off. Go to killcliff.com. Use promo code DRINKINGBROS. That's K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to take advantage of that 30% off offer. Uh, next up, uh, we talked about Atani a little bit. I wanted to get your thoughts on... Wait, we haven't talked about Dusty Baker at all as manager of the year. Do you like him as a as a I think he's got to be in the conversation. They've got bullshit performance out of their starting pitching. <clears throat> Only one guy in in their rotation and not one that's been there all season has at least half his starts or quality starts. Yeah. Which is that should be the fucking standard. Um the other two, well, two Green Game McCullers are right at 50% of their starts being quality starts, which is pathetic. And Verlander's been out all season. And still, they're going to win 96 games, probably. Yeah. Or 95 games, probably, rather. Uh, win their division again for a record time for their franchise. I mean, they have a quietly, at this point, quietly uh, deadly lineup. Their lineup is really fucking good. Uh, I think Brantley was out for a while, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Michael though. Brantley was out for a while. Uh, Altuve's had a down season for him. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a great season. And somehow, you know, despite... They brought in the perfect guy for this. Dusty Baker's a fucking franchise band-aid. If your franchise is going through some bullshit, you bring him in, and he can probably win you a division, to yeah. be honest. If you've got a good team and they're going through crazy bullshit, Not he's to mention, the guy. It makes it harder to hate them. Yeah. Right? Like it's, he's just Unless you're a fan of uh, American Dad. They did an episode. <laughs> you ever seen that one? No. So they did an episode where Dusty Baker is... Uh, credited with inventing the high five, yeah, which is stupid because people have been doing that shit for a thousand years. But he's credited for in American sports for being the inventor of the high five, and it turns out Klaus the fucking fish, the that the who was an Olympian, he was, I think he was a German Olympian, yeah. Olympic skier, and they put him into the body of a fish, the CIA did or some stupid shit. But anyways, um, <clears throat> he uh, goes to Dusty Baker and is like, hey, I'm actually the one that invented the high five, and here's the proof. And apparently Dusty Baker's been uh, clout chasing and stealing things from people for years. <laughs> and then he tried, to, um, he tried to become a fish to one-up Klaus for being a fish, <laughs> and he drowned in a fucking fish tank. So, you know, it's rough. It's rough. I uh, need to watch that episode. Yeah, but no, Dusty Baker's obviously everybody loves the dude. He's won manager of the year a couple times, I think. And yeah. He should at least get a, a look for this one. I think maybe he might be maybe he should be the favorite. Because what did La Russa and uh and Cash have done stuff that they've done pretty much every year on every team they've ever been on. And maybe you could say the same about Dusty, but he's I think as a manager, he has more impact on teams. You can see it because who was the manager before him on that Houston team that just fell apart? Oh, uh, I, mean, I forget the name, but he's, a, he's with the Tigers now, yeah, I think. But, I mean, I, they, he's the guy that won the World Series. He did, but they cheated for that one, right? Right. And he allowed it. Was it Osmus? No. Who was uh, it? It was after Osmus. Uh, fuck. We looked that up real quick. Yeah, I, 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 it's like, a, oh, AJ Hinch. I was say it's oh, a yeah. really like generic name. Some stupid catcher. From back in the day, but yeah, right. you gotta you gotta at least give him a look. I don't I don't know if he wins or not, but he's probably getting top three votes, right? Yeah, he's he's won uh, manager of the year in the National League three times: ninety three, ninety seven, and two thousand. And that was with how many different teams? Um, one was with the Giants. One was the Cubs, I think, in two thousand or no, two thousand was the Giants. Yes, 
Nine, when was he with the Cubs? That was later on, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, man. Let's see. Who was he with in 93 and 97? 93 uh, might have also been the Giants. Yeah, he, he got to the Cubs in 2003. Yeah, so he won. What were the years? Uh, 93. That was, yeah. He that was, was the Giants. Yeah, all three were the Giants. Okay. That's funny. He won in 93, even though the fucking Braves came back and spanked that ass. I know. Um, at any rate, yeah, he's won a couple times, so... Maybe if they have some, um, if there's any kind of legacy shit in there. Yeah, I mean that's a crowded race though. Like, because even you got your like the the Mariners manager is going to steal take votes. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think. Uh, oh fuck, I'm blanking on his name, but the dude for the Red Sox who also got suspended for cheating. Joey Cora. Yeah, uh, he's not going to get any votes. Wait, so. is it Joey or Alex? Alex. Joey's his older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was he, a, he was around when. Uh, wait, was. He he was uh, a shortstop, right? And then Omar Vizquel, or was he a second baseman too? I don't remember. I just I need to ask him about Omar because <laughs> didn't Omar play for the Mariners for like two years or some shit? I mean, Omar Vizquel played for everybody. One, two, three, four, five, five years. Omar Vizquel played for the Mariners, uh, and Cora was there, right, in the early nineties. Yeah, Joy Cora was on those teams. I need to ask him if he's got his dick grabbed. Okay. Because right. he had a baby face and is wondering how far it goes with Omar. He likes to jack off the Bat Boys, but the Bat Boy was like a retarded 22-year-old. Yes, but he, I think, likes to jack off in front of the Bat Boys. Oh, I see. So he's like uh, uh, Louis C.K., but for retarded Bat Boys. Yes. Got it. Yes. All right. But he, he does get his back rubbed in the shower by them also, oh. allegedly. <laughs> we gonna do? Yeah, you know. Uh, last but not least, I want to see. I want to get your thoughts on. I mean, fuck it, we're Braves fans. Let's no, just... wait, you Otani. You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Six player in MLB history with forty five home runs and twenty five stolen bases. Big deal. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. No, obviously, it's only happened five times before this year, and, uh, and that's before you get into his pitching. Yeah, uh, his end of year line and pitching is going to be. Nine and two, three eighteen ERA, one point oh nine WHIP, which is exceptional for a starting pitcher. Ten point seven seven strikeouts per nine innings, which is also exceptional for a starting pitcher. Um, second half, he had a two eighty four ERA and a sub one WHIP. Uh, it's the, the he, next stats. What I love, yeah. He his walks per nine innings dropped from four and a half, four point seven to one point two eight. That's really good. But and you see what the the K to nine dropped as well. Yeah. So it seems to me he kind of like. Started learning how to pitch. And Rained himself throw the ball in a little hard. bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he hit the ball so hard one time, it broke the webbing of a dude's glove. I mean, this is like some, um, the natural shit yeah. that you're seeing right now. I don't know if, um, I don't know if Robert Rufford is even still alive, uh, but, and I hope he, I hope he is, I guess. I don't he, know. He's still there, still kicking. What's his, uh, what's he doing these days? Uh, well, you know, he did make an appearance in Avengers Endgame a couple years ago. Hmm. Um, I don't know when. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was the defense secretary or yeah. some shit. Yeah. But uh, he's 85. You know, he could be older. Well, I mean, Roy Hobbs wore the number nine. I think that uh, uh, Otani should look into switching his number to number nine. I mean, he's about as natural as anyone's ever fucking been. Or three. Babe Ruth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's had a great season. He's probably going to win the MVP with a nine wins above replacement. I just think that. I'm I'm one of those people that thinks that the team's performance based on how good you are should factor in, and it usually doesn't. It's usually it's not like the NBA 
where it's often the best player on the best team. But I think that the NBA, the predictor is PER usually, not necessarily the best player on the best team. Yeah, I mean, it's usually uh, the best player on a decent team. Yeah. Like, even when you had, like, kind of a stat, ch- more of a stat-chasing type guy like mm. Westbrook get it, like, they still made the playoffs, right? Yeah. He still led the league in PER, um, even if he was just kind of, like, dumping in some empty empty points and empty rebounds. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I think, actually, this is... Baseball is the one that values making the playoffs the most in, in the MVP conversation, uh, as opposed to... Um, football or or uh, or the NBA. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because you have some weird ones sometimes. I mean, you have like <clears throat> you know, I I don't think Jimmy Rollins was uh that high up in in two thousand eight on the wins above replacement list or anything like that. Uh, I think he was purely because he was may, arguably the best player on one of, if not the best team in baseball that year. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you get a lot of guys like that. Even Chipper, when he won it in 99, uh, he did not lead the league in, in wins above replacement. Jeff Bagwell did. Right. Jeff Bagwell actually had a fairly decent, better season than him statistically. But Chipper went fucking bananas in September and uh, won the division for, the, for Atlanta that year. Yeah. I mean, that should matter. Yeah, it should. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but yeah, I was looking back at that the other day in 99, and Bagwell had a fucking crazy year that year. He did. He had a lot of crazy years, but he was also, he had fucking juice in every hole in his body. (laughs) That dude. He actually looks in a lot of ways more roided than Maguire Sosa ever did because he just looks like one, like a muscle that grew legs and arms. Yeah. Not like a bodybuilder, but like a lone bicep that just became sentient. Yeah. Because he's so like round and weird. Jeff Bagwell creeps me out. I don't like the way he looks as a person. No, I think we should uh, send the cops after him. Yeah, I, I, not, not a fan of looking at him. Uh, last but not least, I want to get your thoughts on this because fuck it, we're Braves fans. Uh, what do you want to see from the Braves, uh, aside from winning this uh, NLDS? Who do you want to start game one? So uh, the game one and two starters are obvious, but what order do you want them in? Uh, I would say probably, and here, here's why they're, aside from just being obvious, here's why another reason why they're obvious. So the last month of the season max freed 154 era three and oh uh on base percentage allowed 162 that's fucking stupid right that means every hitter that comes up has a 16 uh percent chance of getting on base 16 percent is one uh, one six that means one base runner every two innings basically right for the last month of the season now like oh how are you going to beat that you're not going to beat it, but you can get damn close because Charlie Morton was fucking 180. <laughs> uh, so I think the only thing different between these two guys going into this particular series with the Brewers is that um, uh, the Brewers have not seen Freed this season. So I would go with him first, okay. probably. And then I would go Morton second, although you don't, there's no bad choice there. And it's nice because you go lefty-righty or righty-lefty, yeah. which I think makes a difference. Uh, I yeah. think it's, I always find, I'm always annoyed watching my team have to deal with a different-handed pitcher right. in the playoffs back-to-back. And then the next one is, who starts game three? So we're going to have four starters, at least if we play in a seven-game series. So then what's the order of the next two? Ian well, Anderson, Hosgaard? Ian Anderson is obviously the obvious. One, one he's been pitching well lately, uh, including last night before that little uh, dinger he gave up. But he's pitched, he pitched four games in the postseason last year, one, two of them, .96 ERA. He's, he's getting the fucking ball, for sure. Game three? Uh, for game three, yeah, okay. absolutely. And I don't even know, to be honest, depending on how it all shakes out, 
I don't know if Enoa even makes an appearance in the first series. So I was going to say, like, do in the first series in particular, but I mean, maybe even if they do advance, do you go with three starters or four? Um, for this, I mean, Enoa's not bad. He's been a little, uh, a little shifty as a late, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a good question. Well, you'd have to see who you matched up with in the second round. If it, it's either going to be uh, in the divisional, or, I'm sorry, in the LCS, NLCS, it's either going to be the Dodgers or fucking. Uh, Giants, probably. Maybe the Cardinals, but probably the Dodgers Giants. Right. To be honest, I don't know about that one. And Noah has pitched really well in high leverage situations this year. When he's been in, in meaningless situations and bored, he's not done well. That's why I think he might be a good closer instead of, like, he might be a better closer than a starter down the line. Yeah. Because of that. But he's also, like, a big kid and he gets stronger as the game goes on and it's hard to. With a guy, a guy who's running out there giving you a 1.08 whip as a starter for the season, as a rookie, it's hard to put him in the bullpen after that. You know what I mean? Because if you right. can do it over that ma- amount of innings, that means you've got multiple pitches that you can throw for yeah. strikes. Um, I don't know. Is he? I would have to look and see if he's pitched against either one of those teams this year. Let's see. Um, he pitched against Milwaukee. It did not go well. <laughs> uh, pitched against the Giants. Uh, six innings, two runs. Not bad. But they've seen him. The Dodgers haven't seen him. Okay. So if it's the Dodgers, I might even give him the game one start if it's on the road. Yeah. Like if you're in LA, you want to steal one of those games, but you can't expect to win both. Right. So maybe you give him that first or second start. Maybe Toss bring him against Scherzer yeah, or something. Maybe bring Morton back and then you fucking throw him in game two. Who knows? Um but Whatever happens, I assure you that Snitger will fuck it up. <laughs> he is the worst at managing a rotation of any human being I've ever seen. And he learned it all from Bobby Cox, who had the best rotation in the history of baseball and only won for fucking 10 years and only won one goddamn World Series. You yeah. should be able to win with Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. You should be able to win a World Series with you and I as all the hitters. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Seems like we have similar experiences. Yeah. With elite rotations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That year that you guys had uh Lee, whatever the fuck Oswald. Cliff Lee, Cliff Lee, Royal Oswald, uh, Holiday, Holiday and Jesus Christ, and Cole Hamels. You fucking kidding me? They didn't win that year. All four of those guys have won Cy Young Awards. We won the year we only had Cole Hamels. In fact yeah. in fact, the last year you made the playoffs was twenty eleven, the year the Cardinals outdueled Chris Carpenter and the Cardinals outdueled Roy Holiday in game five of the NLDS. Uh, in 2011, when the Cardinals had that, you know, crazy just postseason in, in uh, September, yeah, the, the Phillies have not recovered. Never have. Ever and, since uh, Ryan Howard tore his Achilles running to first base, making the final out of the 2011, what was that like DS? Yeah, yeah. DS. Yeah, we've never. I stopped paying attention after that. That was that was the end of my fandom. It's a good time to stop. If if the Mariners, by the way, make the playoffs this year, the Phillies will inherit the longest playoff drought in baseball. They deserve it. Yeah, I don't disagree. To be that. honest, they, they definitely fucking deserve it. They that. just hired a new front office guy. They're completely cleaning out their uh, farm system situation because they are fucking pissed. Cleaning out their closet. Yeah. Um, I, I bought low and I sold high. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then the other thing is, what do you want to see uh, with the lineup? One of the, so I think you probably keep Solaire leading off at this point, right? Yeah, he's in, he's in a pretty good groove right there in the leadoff spot. I wouldn't move him now. And then I'll, I'll be still hitting third, or do you fuck with that at all? So last year, if you if you remember, uh, I I doubt you probably don't want to move Riley, right? Leave no. him in the four spot. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, Darno was hitting cleanup last year. Uh, and I mean, this, this lineup goes eight deep, right? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the difference in um, statistical output all the way down to slugging and OPS and on-base percentage and everything for, uh, for Freddie Freeman is pretty much identical between the two and three spot, right? So that gives you some flex. That's why he's in the two spot. Right. Otherwise, Freddie Freeman's their best hitter, right, with, with Acuna out. He's their best hitter, but he is in the two spot because he can be in the two spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you definitely don't move Solaire out of the leadoff spot. And Albies, uh, I think the three spot is where he hits the best. So fucking it, it, what it really makes me want is for this season to be over. So we can see that next because th- this season didn't start uh, Acuna, Freeman, Albies, Riley. That's not how the season started. No, Riley was... But down in the order. Yeah, if that's how it was right now, I mean, I would think the Braves would probably be the favorite to win the World Series if that were the case, because that that's a fucking murderer's row right there. Um, I mean, even still, this lineup is fucking nuts. Yeah. How well, would you, how would you so so Albies hits forty points higher in the number three spot than any other spot in the lineup for his career. He's hitting two ninety three in the four, in the three spot. No higher than 255 in any other spot. Yeah. I mean, being wedged between Freeman and Riley's. Doesn't player. hurt. Yeah. It sure as shit doesn't hurt. He doesn't walk a lot. So the fact that they have to throw strikes to him, that is the perfect spot for him. Yeah. And you, Riley has turned into a guy that can be patient. You see him foul off bad pitches and then get a hanger and one-handed over the fence like yeah. he did last night. So uh, he's, I think they're, they're pretty set up. The real question is how do you, how do you fucking program behind them? Is it, is it Duvall? And then uh, do you want to go right, left, right, Duvall, Rosario, Darno, Sw- uh, Swanson? Right. You know what I mean? Swanson is a, um, he's a really good hitter, for sure. But yeah, he's, he's one catching of the, fire right now. Yeah, he's, he's also really streaky, too. And he hits better uh, the farther down the lineup he goes. Um, um, but his sweet spot is sixth. That's where, he, that's where he hits his most home runs. Like, he had 13 home runs in the six hole, nine in the five hole. Uh, he had... 70 more bats in the five hole so his home run rate his rbi rate uh he walks at a higher rate and and hits 274 uh, his highest percentage anywhere other than eighth in that six hole that's where i would put him so i would probably go riley and then duvall or rosario depending on who's pitching that day Mm -hmm. and then fucking swanson and then uh darno look having darno down at seven or eight in your lineup is not a fucking that's not a tragedy. He was, That's a good thing. He can he will he will take bad pitches. He was hitting cleanup for the Braves last year. In the yeah, playoffs. yeah. So that's, but he's also a disciplined hitter. Like he'll fucking yeah. if if you throw him shit, he will take it and walk. Uh, uh, he hasn't had, and I think that's good for him too because he hasn't played a lot this year. No, he was out most of the year, and it gives him an opportunity. I mean, he walked. He only walked seventeen times in fifty eight games, but. You know, if you stretch that over the course of the season, not too bad. His on-base percentage is low this year, but last year was 386. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I think you've got to kind of throw this year's numbers out the window for Darnell mm-hmm. just because he was hurt and missed most of the year. Yeah. So he, I think he maybe didn't get – I mean, like, so you take the beginning of the year numbers where he maybe wasn't getting going, mm-hmm. right, or was getting going kind of slow, then he gets hurt, and then he comes back trying to come back from an injury. Like, I'm more concerned with who Travis Darnell is as a player – in general than I am with like what yeah, his yeah. hard numbers were this year. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's just he's um, his on-base percentage when he's right is going to be somewhere in the mid 
mid to high threes, and that's what you want out of an eight-hole hitter. Somebody that's not going to fucking go out there and just strike out. Yeah. Somebody that will take the bad pitches, take the walk, and then fucking clear the pitcher spot or maybe get a hit with two strikes. Um, he's uh, in his career with, uh, with two strikes, pretty good hitter. I mean, 0-1, he hits 294. 0-2, nobody hits good 0-2. But he, he had uh, a lot of RBI. Actually, most of his RBI were, were with at least a strike, if not in a, in a non-hitter's count. So, you know, you want a guy like that hitting eighth. He doesn't strike out much uh, 0-2. Strikes out a lot more 2-2 and than 0-2, actually, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's another guy that can hit pretty much anywhere in the order. I don't think it fucks with him too much. No, I don't think so either. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to uh, see how they organize everything. And then... You know, the bullpen, I, at least it's in like not in flux in a bad way, but at mm. least like Snickers flexible before Smith. He seems to be locked in with Will Smith as the closer, which is fine, I guess. But like, it's nice that he'll use R- Richard Rodriguez. Like, he won't be like, oh, that's my seventh inning guy. Right. Like, I'll only use him in the seventh inning no matter what. Right. Like, it's, <clears throat> it's nice he's being flexible there, I suppose, between Jackson, Rodriguez, uh, Matzik, and Minter. Matzik isn't even on the roster right now, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah. No, he's good. He's got two. He's probably the best reliever in the bullpen. Him or Rodriguez. I, I don't trust any of these dudes. That's our that's our Achilles heel for sure. Is the fucking bullpen? It's a fucking nightmare. Mm. You just gotta hope like Freed and Morton throw seven. I mean, I Matzik hasn't given up a run in a while. Yeah, I mean Matzik's great. Matzik's a lefty who throws damn near a hundred, strikes out a lot of guys. He's got a 1.2 whip, though. That's rough for an eighth-inning guy. Yeah. Well, he, he, we don't have an eighth-inning guy, though, right? Like, it's, anyone could go in in the eighth. Just kind of depends on what they're feeling, I suppose. He hasn't given up a run since uh, September 7th, but he gave up four. <laughs> but that's, uh, like, out of 12 appearances. Yeah. That's why you can't pay attention to relievers' uh, ERA. No, I, I, whip is where I judge a reliever for sure. ERA is pretty whatever. Yeah, like, his his whip is kind of high this yeah. year, but I don't know. I don't trust any of the Braves bullpen to be honest. No, it's gonna be the sixth, seventh inning on. That's where you grab the drinks, yeah, and just fucking white knuckles. See what happens till the they, end of the game. If they make it to the LCS, well, my my prediction is they will make it to the LCS uh, and take a lead on whomever, and then fucking blow the lead. <laughs> Like they'll be up two to one or three to one or something like that in the series and lose. I mean, if they blow another three-one lead, I'm gonna do what? Kill yourself? You said that last year. You fucking pussy. Kill yourself on live television. One of these days. Just make it happen. I'm tired of this shit. Fuck out of here. All right, see ya.